With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The Volume. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Monday Morning Podcast. Great guest, Michael Irvin, the three-time Super Bowl champ, five-time Pro Bowler, Jimmy Johnson's favorite wide receiver ever, joined us in about three minutes. My favorite sports moment of the weekend, Dodgers-Padres. It's a young rivalry, but a good rivalry. Trevor Bauer comes over. Dodgers sign him, Cy Young winner. He rubs some people the wrong way. And during spring training, he was closing his eyes when he was getting some guys out. And I didn't have a problem with it. You know, I grew up with Pete Rose, Ricky Henderson, Mickey Rivers, Al Roboski, Mark Fidrich. There's room for personalities in baseball. I got no problem with it. And baseball's gotten increasingly rigid over the last 20 years. Nobody can have a personality. Nobody can look and stare at a home run. I grew up with Reggie Jackson. He stared at doubles. He stared at every hit. So Bauer, known for closing his eyes after vanquishing a batter, gives up a home run to the uber-talented Fernando Tatis of the Padres. And Tatis taunts Trevor Bauer back, closing one eye as he circles the bases. And Trevor Bauer, and this is incredibly admirable, especially in 2021 after the game, says, I got no problem with it. I totally support those who think baseball should move in this direction. Listen, Trevor Bauer's got a personality. That's okay. If you go back and look at the greats in baseball, most have had it. 
Something happened about 20 years ago, and some have theorized it was steroids, is that hitters were so dominating pitchers, and pitchers weren't taking the steroids initially, and hitters were, that their only defense was throwing at batters. And their takeaway was, you guys are on the juice. You may hit bombs off us, but don't show us up. Whatever the cause or the causation of the rigidity, I am for personality. And Fernando Tatis is great for the sport. And though many would deny this, so is Trevor Bauer. And I loved his reaction to the moment. Let's bring on Michael Irvin. One of the great characters, speaking of personalities, in the history of the NFL, and certainly the biggest personality of the Cowboys dynasty with Jimmy Johnson. He played with them, obviously. Jimmy was his coach in Miami, and then later became his coach with the Dallas Cowboys. And Michael Irvin joins us. So, you know, it's funny, Mike, when I go, the last dynasty before New England was your Dallas dynasty, and it was built through the draft. You go, and then Aikman follows you, and then it's Emmett, and it's first-round picks. Michael, shit, everybody now, the GMs just give away first-round picks. It feels like the Patriots went all free agency. When you look at it, do you think there's a reason for it? Or, I mean, I, the Rams give them away. The Seahawks give them away. The Niners give away first-round picks. I mean, do you have a reason for it? There's some calling that I find very interesting here because we what we've done now is made the quarterback position. And it was always important. It was always important. But once we put that that wage scale on the rookies, on the first guys coming in, it blew everything out of the water. It blew it because now we take more chances on quarterbacks. Oh, we can take chances on this guy. We're only going to lose this much. So what if it costs us another first rounder down the line? It's worth the risk if he's our quarterback to find him. And, and that's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing. It's amazing how the game is changing. And I'm going to tell you something is everybody's barking about that Dak Prescott contract in two years. That's going to be nothing for the quarterback position. Imagine now they just announced this deal with FanDuel and all of that stuff and these big gambling deals. How much money is coming in from that? The new streaming and TV deal, how much money is coming in from that? And we're going to see a greater divide where the quarterbacks are going to be up to $60, $70 million a year. $60 or $70 million a year real soon, man. The NFL, they got a lot of money coming in. So they, we'll see more of this, what you're talking about right now, trying to find that quarterback. Well, you know, it's interesting, um, Michael. One of the things that I think hurts the NBA and helps the NFL, in the NBA, the labor, the stars have so much power, they just take games off. Right. Some of that's because they make $35 million a year and $35 million in shoes a year. And in the NFL, even right. the greatest quarterbacks, Mahomes is fighting to get his ass on the field with a, when he gets hurt. Aaron Rodgers plays right. hurt. There's a certain oh, valor. I know, Michael, there's a certain valor, though, but I find it incredibly relatable. Do you worry if you have $70 million quarterbacks, they'll become NBA stars and, and be like, hey, listen, man, I don't feel like playing. My ribs hurt. No. No. No, not at all, Colin. Because they couldn't live in the locker room. It's a different thing in the locker room in an NFL team than it is in the NBA team. Every man has vowed, even if it's silently, that I will do what I need to do to be on the field every Sunday, period. 
and, and it's no offense, but it's about it. He couldn't hold water in the locker room if, if the guys saw him doing that. You know what I mean? That it even when when you got hurt, I blew my knee out. I blew my knee out. I had an ACL. You feel so bad missing games in the NFL because you feel like hey, we got a cold here, man. We're supposed to honor this cold. Each man must do what he can do to make sure he's on the field. I, I don't think it'll ever get to that place that we're talking about. Though I will tell you this, Colin, I find it incredibly disturbing sometimes even now when I see wide receivers on third down tapping their damn helmet to come out of game. I'm like, it's third down. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you're about to throw the ball for real. How are you tapping your head now to come out of the game? Are you joking? You better not even dare try to come in the game and talk about Coach said you get out. I said, man, you get your ass out of this. How do I know something? You and Coach get out of my face. Get out of here before we get a penalty for having 12 people in the huddle because I'm not damn leaving on third down. That part I do have an issue with. You know, it's interesting. When you went to Dallas, a lot of the better players will go to bad teams. When you went to Dallas, they were a little bit of a mess. Did you ever think when you – because you went from the Canes and they were winning all their games. Oh, my God. To Dallas, were, were oh. you Michael? Was there a moment you thought, "Oh Jesus, this is a tire fire. Get, this is not going to work." Yeah, right. Hey man, listen. I, 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 I come from Miami, you know, and played three years. Next, I graduated after my junior season. Back then, you had to graduate to leave early. You know, now everybody just, I'm out of here. So, so I kind of had a little control over the draft. Uh, teams wanted to draft me if they drafted me since I graduated as a junior and I didn't want to go there. I could drop a class and apply for another uh, a summer class and then get a supplemental draft where I get drafted all by myself. So I kind of had a little control there. And I and, and teams that called me before Dallas and I was kind of like, no, no, no. But I wanted to go to Dallas. Jimmy Johnston had told me prior to the draft that, hey, you know, Dallas is thinking about drafting you, Michael. They do. Don't do not do any of that stuff you're trying to pull with the draft. He says, I have an oil buddy of mine that's probably about to buy the Cowboys, and I may be joining you next year. Told me this before I even got drafted. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> okay. I was like, all right, all right, okay, that's great. Then that works. So Dallas didn't even call on drafting. They just drafted. When I first got there, Colin, the first game we played Pittsburgh, I'll never forget. I'm great Tom Landry playing Pittsburgh Steelers, Cowboys Steelers, big run. Oh, my God. Early in the game, I catch a curl route. Scores the touchdown on Rob Woods. Rob Woods, not. this is easy. I'm about to dominate this league like I did college. And then they scored. They scored again. They scored. We ain't scoring no more, of course. We lose that game. Right? <laughs> and and I was, I was boo-hoo crying in the locker room. And this is where I figured out things were a little different. Guys were coming up to me. On that Cowboy team, I'll never forget, they're saying, come on, man, it's the NFL. We don't cry here. We just pick up those checks on Tuesday. And, and, and I, I know it like it's yesterday. There were a few guys that said that to me over the course of that year. We lost 13 out of 16 games. Every time I was boo-hoo crying. When we got Jimmy the next year, I, you know, you know, I think we got another black coach. I'm like, black, we, we don't, well, we don't squeal. I, I, I'm not a snitch. I'm, I was snitching everybody out. I said, coach, these guys got to go. They got to go. Everybody that touched me and said that they had to go because they were there for other reasons and not for winning. And that, and that changed everything. And once coach started changing out those guys and bringing in his guys, then yeah, things started turning around. 
But but it shocked me that some guys on that level, they were thinking about money and not thinking about winning. Yeah, Tony Gonzalez has told me. I asked Tony Gonzalez once. I said, how many guys are totally committed? Totally. He said 3 to 4%. He goes, a lot of guys there it's money it's a job they don't put the time in they're just naturally gifted you know it's interesting michael they want the lifestyle but 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 it's not they want a lifestyle of the nfl but the nfl is not their life you know what i'm saying it's about three (laughs) to four percent where the nfl is their life the other ones they want the lifestyle of the nfl but the commitment to life of the nfl is not what they're about was jimmy different in Dallas than Miami, or was he the same guy beginning to end? Well, well, he, in, in Dallas, he gave it a year to learn the ground. In Miami, he came in stumping the damn ground. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he came in, like, <laughs> in Miami, you know, it was like, hey, they gone in the ghettos of Florida, the ghettos of Florida, and gave guys like me these opportunities to come out. So we were we had come from the hell holes of Florida. And Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy knew it. And Jimmy, Jimmy would call us in and practice weren't going good. He said, guys, this is not good enough. This is not good. It's not going to cut it. And I'm gonna tell you something. Either we do better or we gotta get better. I know you guys think you have four year scholarships, but you didn't read the fine print. Those scholarships are one year renewable. And if we don't get better going, better things going out here, they are not going to be renewed. Now, can you imagine guys that came from the areas and the places that I came from thinking about going back to those hell holes where you got a full uh, training meal table here, you got your squares, all you got to do is play football, you got your apartment. I ain't in a house with 16 other kids. I'm just in a house. I got an apartment, two-bedroom apartment with three other dudes. Those numbers were so much better than my family numbers. There was no <laughs> way I was going back home. You know what I'm saying? So so we would tear up practice. Now, when he got here in Dallas, he tried that first year to, to, to smooth his way in. But after that, he said no more. He said no more. He went back to Jimmy from Miami, and that's when we started turning things back around. All right, football fans, the 2021 draft around the corner. FanDuel is hosting something cool, a free $20,000 mock draft contest. Put on your GM hat. It's fun. Predict just the top 10 picks in the draft, and you have a chance to share 20000 bucks in prizes. Easy to play. Just make your draft picks. Get points for every pick you get right. The person with the most points wins the top prize. And don't worry, if you only nail a few, you can still walk away with a piece of it. Best part of the contest, 100% free to enter. Just download the FanDuel Fantasy app, click on the free to play button, then lock in your picks for the 2021 draft, follow the action live on draft night. Easy peasy. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, what I remember, it's so interesting to me because that dynasty was so full of life. And then the Patriots were like a football factory. Like it was no personality and everybody's taking pay cuts. And I think to myself, you know what I think? I really think to myself, Kansas City's got a little more Dallas in them. The drama. And I, well, it's not even drama, it's personality, Michael. Like I think there's room for both. Would you have been able to? It's funny because you are so committed to your craft, but you're also a personality. Could you have worked with Belichick in New England if that would have been your coach in a dynasty? I would love to work with Belichick. Colin, when I go back, I lost my father my junior year in high school. At the same time, I transferred and went to St. Thomas. And really, Coach Smith, Coach George Smith at St. Thomas, who's been there for 50, 60 years, 60 years, became my father. Then, then I got recruited to Miami in, in, by Howard Snellenberger, but he left and never, he never coached me. Jimmy came right in, got in a fight the first day at Miami. The first day, cracked the guy over the head on the training table, an offensive lineman trying to stop me from getting 
to the training food. Going, I'm in Jimmy's office the first day, and Jimmy tells me, son, I know you lost your father, and I know you have a lot going on back home trying to provide for your family. He says, but now we, we, we can't be fighting each other over food. We just can't. We just can't be fighting each other over food. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'm not leaving you. I'll be here, and I'm going to help, help you get to where you need to be. But but I can't have you fighting each other. So, so after that, he kind of became my father. You know what I mean? And then I came to Dallas, and I got him again. And when I lost him, I, you know, I kind of lost my way a little bit. So, so there's no doubt in my mind, I think I, I certainly could have played under Belichick because he had such a commitment. I used to hate to watch Coach Johnson when we're losing games. It hurt me to see him hurt that way because I knew he hurt so much when we lost. It used to really bother me, man. I remember sitting there looking at him on the sideline like, my, it hurt me so much because I, I, I loved him like that. I felt I felt him like I felt for him like that, and I and I know I would have had that relationship with Belichick. There's no doubt that I, I could have played for him. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because certain guys get reputations, and I look at you as just you and Emmett and Troy is kind of the same. You're all you all have kind of innate leadership skills. Doesn't matter what your background is. Like some guys are alpha, some guys are leaders, and some aren't. And it's funny in your time in the NFL. It's only maybe 20, 25 years ago, but the pie was smaller. Now there's greater money for everybody. I don't see as quite as much desperation. Like Michael Jordan was fighting for a right. slice of that pie. Hell, right. the fourth right. best right. player on a team now gets rich. Do you think sometimes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Do, do you see Michael, and I'm not saying it's all good, but there is a little less fight for the average player today, just a little less fight because the pie is bigger. And, and, and that's what we're talking about. That, that, that's, that's, that's exactly what we're talking about right here. And, 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 I, and when, I, when I talk about the guy that's tapping his helmet on third down, you know, you call it a little less fight. I call it a little less hunger. I tell kids today that I talk to or, or work with, say, man, having a physical skill set is great. You're going to need that to make it in the NFL. But the reality is, what you must do is match the hunger of the man across from you each and every play. This is not golf. There is no hunger coming from the little white ball that you're hitting in golf. You just got to work on your work on your technique, work on all your things. And the ball is not fighting you back. In the NFL, each play, that's a grown man fighting you back. You know what I'm saying? So, so what we're talking about, you have to match that hunger to become great. And, and a lot of times, everybody's not willing to always match that hunger. And it is difficult or more difficult when when a guy that catches 25, 30 balls a year now still can make $9, $10 million a year. You know what I mean? I got 35 balls. I can still make $10 million a year. I can have a great life doing that. Why do I have to be the one to go and catch 110 balls and deal with all the pressure on me all the time to make $25 million a year. So, so yeah, in some sense, that, that has absolutely affected things. You know, it's interesting, Michael, that I look at some of the wide receivers coming out now. The game, tight ends now, like Kyle Pitts, you could put him out wide. Travis Kelsey, they could you could get them off the line. Devontae Smith is interesting to me because you were a big physical right. punishing receiver with a big catch. Yeah, radius. I love this conversation. De- Devontae's... 
Devontae's a buck 66. And I say, everybody, I said he's a little bit like Deshaun Jackson, who yeah, I love. But too. in 13 years, Deshaun's got two full seasons of playing it. He gets hurt. OBJ, he's bigger now than Devontae, but he's a little spindly in the legs. And I look at Devontae and I'm like, I know he can play in this league, but I don't know how long he can play yeah, in this league. Yeah. Would you be concerned about drafting him? In the old NFL, I would. In the old NFL, even at the beginning of the Deshaun Jackson years. I don't know if you remember, you remember Deshaun Jackson coming on an under route one day, one game in Philadelphia and got slobbered. I mean, taken out. Under route meaning coming underneath the linebackers. It was a shallow yeah. cross route. And he got taken out. I said, whoa. And then, you know, I took a hit. Monte Smith never takes that hit now. Because now the rules have changed. You can't hit a man until he clearly has the ball in his hands. And you know what I mean? It's called, uh, uh, you know, the, the uh, defenseless receiver. You can't. And so the game continues to change. When I played, you could separate men from ball. So we would have plays like bang eights, where I'm running my fourth outside leg. I'm, sliding, I'm slanting towards the safety. And Troy would call it, he would call it a bang eight. He said, hey, he would always say to me when we leave the huddle, go up big. What that means is you're going to get hit in the mouth. Make sure you hold on to the ball. That's all that meant. That's all that meant. You know what I mean? And so so he would drop back, hit that fourth, fifth step. He lets the ball go. It's a timing route. It's all timing because since we both can hit, he has to let the ball go on time. Now, since there's no collision point because you have to wait on the guy to catch the ball, the NFL has given up accuracy for mobility for the quarterback that can run around. We can use the quarterback running around now since, you know, you can't hit to, you can't hit the guy. So you can't hit the guy until after he catches the ball. So absolutely. It used to be you have a big receiver and a small fast receiver. Now the big receiver is the fast receiver. And the small receiver plays a lot of football behind the line of scrimmage, Carla. It's uh, jet sweeps. It's quick, quick outs. You know, he, he doesn't have to be taking a pounding in the middle of the field. We're running him all across the routes going over. You can't hit him five yards after the field. Now it's just a track meet. Last year in the draft, the fourth best receiver went first because he was the fastest receiver. Henry Ruggs is not better than C.D. Lamb, Jerry, Judy, or Justin Jefferson, but he was faster than all of them, and he went first. And it'll be interesting to see what happened with Devontae Smith because he has that speed also this year. You know, Michael, as a receiver, you could look at a receiver and see things that scouts can't see that didn't play the position. It may be hips. It may be the setup. It may be the third route off the tree. It may be hunger. For instance, Kenny Galladay is not a burner, but he, he's very good catching in a crowd. He, he's, he's, right. he's got a little bit of that uh, uh, Anquan Bolden, who never separated, but was terrific right. getting was, the ball. Right. What, 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 <laughs> When you when you look at a wide receiver, college wide receiver, as a receiver, what is something that turns you off you just don't like? And what's something that turns you on that you think, okay, that 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 may be not a natural gift, but I I like it. Two things. Two things. I always watch natural receivers have a natural reception, a receptive way of catching a football. You know, balls here, balls. Nobody has to tell me when my thumbs should be together or when my pinkies should be together. I'm a natural receiver. I know how to catch. I can, I can tell you by watching a guy 
if this is a natural receiver or a built receiver. What I mean by built receiver is the guy that spends a lot of time on the jug machine, jug machine, catching passes because he's not a natural receiver. So his hand placements, a lot of times when the ball is coming to him, tells me he, he's not a natural receiver or how he catches. So I like to watch those things. Uh, another important thing that you try to catch that I can catch on film is not just knowing if you know how to get open. I also want to see if you know when to be open because knowing how to get open is one thing. Knowing when to be open is great. The great slot receivers, Julian Edelman's, all of those guys, they know when to be open. They know the quarterback's dropping back. He's reading up to down. He's reading upfield first. You know, so they're not going to go and break out right now and get open. The quarterback's not even watching them. You know, he's not even watching. He's reading downfield, he's reading downfield. In the last second, boop, they come over. There's four or five yards. That stuff is very important because now I know you don't need to be the fastest dude in the world to still have success if you understand when to be open and not just how to get open. Listen, we're we're much less patient with quarterbacks out of college today, and some of that's fair because these guys now have a thousand throws by the time they're in seventh grade, ten thousand throws by ninth. So we should be a little less patient. Um, but it's interesting. We give quarterbacks about Daniel Jones in New York. We're going to give him until about Thanksgiving, and then Dave Gettleman's going to know if he's got the right guy. Jason Garrett's going to know. But it's interesting. How long did it take you? How many throws, forget games, that you knew Troy Aikman was it? When does a really great receiver know, oh, shit, this dude can, this this guy's got it. Leadership, toughness, arm, routes, accuracy. Right, right. You know, now, what's funny is we played Troy uh, when he was in Oklahoma. And when I was at Miami, we were going, we went to Miami, we went to Oklahoma. Oklahoma never lost a season opener ever in the history of the Sooner, Sooner, and we play in, in the history of the Sooners, and Troy was their quarterback. And, you know, we come in, and Troy was lighting us up. Dude, I was like, oh, my God. And, and I had already told Coach Johnson, you know, going in, because he had so much, he had some hard times with Oklahoma when he was at Oklahoma State. And I said, Coach, sweat ye not today. Sweat ye not today. You're going in there with a different <laughs> stick this time, you know. And he said, okay, okay, okay. And we got out there, and we got this blonde hair dude. Still, still he was killing us. <laughs> he was killing us. And we were like, so we got to get to him. We got to get to him. A couple plays later, they broke Troy's leg. Jerome Brown got right to him and broke his leg. He leaves the game. The onslaught goes. So Jimmy had already tried to recruit Troy. We knew about Troy. I knew I had 13 games of losing my rookie year. 13 games we lost out of 16. And I, all, all I kept saying is, man, we just got to get a quarterback. Because I went from Kevin Sweeney to Paul McDonald. You know, these are the guys that I have. It's like, oh, my God, we just got to get us a quarterback. That next year we drafted Troy, I was like, that's it. I knew Troy from college. I said, that's it. We got him. We got him. We lost 15 games that year with Troy. You know what I mean? We lost the one game that we did win. It, it was it was uh, the backup quarterback won it, so Troy didn't even win. But you knew, you knew he was different. Not just the way he threw the ball. Troy was a mature way beyond his years from day one. You knew, you just knew he was a different guy. And I knew once we got that going, that 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 it would be it would be something special. Listen, Jimmy P. 
Pete Carroll have gone college to the pros. Um, but Jimmy and Pete Carroll always wanted to coach in the NFL. Jimmy would go to the Jimmy told me he always had his eye on the NFL, and Pete Carroll was in the NFL before college. Right. Urban Myers never had any interest in the NFL, and now he's in the NFL. That's different. Tom Coughlin did some position coaching. Then he went to college. Then he went back to the NFL. Most of these guys that have gone college to the pros either had their eye on the pros right. or had been briefly in the pros, not for Urban. If you could give Urban one piece of advice and say, okay, you've never been on this side. Urban, this is what you shouldn't do or this is what you should do to make it work. Because we know he's smart. Like Jimmy's yeah, a he's super smart, smart, smart guy. Yeah. But but you know what? You can be smart and not understand the temperature of the room. What advice would you give Urban Meyer in Jacksonville? And so it's, it's a great question because, you know, I've had that conversation with Urban Meyer. I, we, we've had this conversation. I've had him on my podcast. We've talked about it. And, you know, because I, I, I talked to him about, you know, I said, I've seen this story before. College coach comes in for the first time. College coach draft the number one pick quarterback. I saw this. I saw this exact story in Dallas. I saw it, you know, because I got drafted the year before. And then Jimmy came in and Troy Aikman was the first pick. And, and, and we talked about, and I said, Coach, what, what, what are you doing to change the culture, to change the mentality, you know, because that's what you have to do. Jacksonville's been losing a long time. And a lot of those guys, they just want the lifestyle and don't want to make it their life. You know what I'm saying? A lot of those guys, went with, they're, they're fringe guys. There are some guys that are fringe guys, guys that will commit to it if they're in the right place or have the right person pushing them. And then guys that, are, will, that will sweep on by if they're not in the right place. Every time Jacksonville get those people, they fall to the wrong side. Because they 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 have hope they they're, they're a little hopeless in Jacksonville, and I always say this, Colin, hope will dictate effort. You give me a lot of hope, I give you a lot of effort. If I got no hope, you ain't gonna get great effort. It's just the reality. <laughs> it's just the reality. Hope will dictate effort. So I asked Urban, how are you giving these guys hope? And he's talked about he talked to me about building a system, building a way. And, and, and then he has to find his nucleus. If it's, if it's Trevor Lawrence, you have to find your nucleus. You have to build around that. And then your nucleus has to be smart enough to make sure that in the locker room, the message gets spread. This is how we do things. If you're not going to do it this way, you can't be here. We can be friends. We just can't be teammates. You got to get your hands right. out of here. That's just the way it is. Troy, Troy Francis. Troy's a good guy. Troy, Troy I, I saw Troy get on a receiver in practice one day. Let me tell you something. We're running a route. Receiver runs a route. He's backside. He slips. He falls and stays on the ground. Troy goes. He goes through his read, comes back, and the guy's on the ground, plays dead, went off. What? What are you doing? What are you, you can't do that. That's not how we practice. I'll never forget that. That's what he said. That's not how we practice. That's not how we play around here. You fall, you get your ass back up and get back in the play. That's it. That's it. Everybody, once you find that nucleus, it's up to that nucleus. It's up to the Troy Aikmans, the Emmitt Smith, the Charles Haley's, the Deion Sanders, the Mike Orvis, to make sure every feet pat to that drum. We do things a certain way around it. That's what you've seen in New England for a lot, a lot of years. That's why he brings back a certain group of guys to make sure 
they spread the message that everything is done this way. And Urban has to find his nucleus and then get that message spread. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it's interesting. Brady goes to Tampa. He spreads sort of his gospel. He brings Gronk, who can spread the gospel. Bruce Arians had had his own gospel because he'd had success. So now you have a coach, a quarterback, a star, and now you got a bunch of guys who are buying into, I mean, they had results. So now the guys all buy into it. Um, do you Are you concerned at all? Your life, Michael, had so much success. 
you know, people talk about Super Bowl hangovers, and good God, you were so big. And you, your dynasty was like the Lakers, Shaq, and Kobe. It was not only the best team; it was the most fascinating team. <laughs> right. Do you do you do you worry a little bit? Do you worry a little bit of Tampa coming in? A lot of these guys have never won. Now they win big. You know, you just sleep in. You take the workout off in July. Do you worry a little bit about that? You know what's funny about that <clears throat> is this, and I've thought about that, Colin, because because the repeat is something different. I love what those guys are doing because all those guys is obviously they want they want to come back together and play again together. They want to try it again and try it again. And let's not forget what they did last year was incredible. That was an incredible gathering to get yeah. that many people coming in together and and, and going on and producing what they produced. That was an incredible gathering. But this is what I think is funny about it. The same damn thing that Tom Brady said he was tired of Belichick doing is exactly what Tom Brady is about to do to the rest of the team. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> He's got to press them and press them to keep them so focused on what's at hand. Jimmy Johnson, another thing he always tell us, say it, 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 success, there's a, there's a natural tendency to pat yourself on the back. Great job. Great job. Let's not break our arms patting ourselves on the back. Great job. Because when you do that, there's a natural tendency to start slacking up. So so his job was to keep the pressure on, to keep the pressure on. Never good enough. We win a game big, he, you, you know what I mean? That's never good enough. He points out all the mistakes, you know. If we play great, he points out all the mistakes. So, so he always kept that pressure on. And that's what Tom Brady – will have to do now. And I just thought that was funny because that's the, same, that's the exact same thing Tom Brady said he was tired of from Belichick. Now <laughs> you are about to be Belichick to the rest of that squad because they have no understanding what it takes to repeat, and he does. You know, everybody's got a phone now. Used to be you could have a little fun in Dallas, and I didn't find out about it. You ever think to yourself, you and Joe Namath, you guys are lucky you played when you did without the yeah, iPhone. Yeah, 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 all the time. I did an event uh, for EA Sports. <laughs> I was talking to them, and they asked me about that kind of said, How do you think you could have survived in the social media? So I, could, I didn't survive in the news at 11 era. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> I couldn't make it. So, so if I could survive, in the news at 11 era, you know I won't make it in the social media every second era. You see what I'm saying? I would have had all kinds of problems with people trying to take, because you, you're right now, no matter where you go, those cameras come on, voom, 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 voom. You know, even when I'm, wherever you are, voom, voom, voom. so you, you got to monitor even where you go. It, it's not even think you're doing anything legal or anything. You just don't want, you know, people got the camera on. Whatever you're doing, you have to monitor it. So, so yes, it's definitely a different time. And to that degree, also, Colin, that takes away some of the hunger because you didn't get any pub until you won. Now everybody gets pub, and you get a million followers. You already think you're famous instead of going to win championships to get famous. You see what I'm saying? So in some sense, that has helped diminish the hunger that we're talking about Some that we don't see some of on the football field still. Finally, you are a people person, and you get to go to a draft, and there's Michael Irvin Gumby people. 
You have yeah. to be so excited about that. I, I am so excited about it. I tweeted about that yesterday uh, watching watching the UFC fight. I was like, my God, I'm watching UFC fight with a full arena, a full arena. And I'm going to the draft. We're going to have some people back at this draft. I, I, I sent out the memories of the 2019 draft, like memories and moments of yesterday. Can we please have them again this day? You know, <laughs> it, 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 it was just it's such a great thing. I was there in Tennessee. We had a half a million people right in front of that stadium watching these 32 lottery winners, you know, winners in, in a sense that they are all going to be 32, get, get drafted and become millionaires right now this day. They certainly earned this. They didn't just scratch some numbers on. They put the work in to get there. But it's just such a great moment. And, and I love it when we're all together, you know, and, and having and having those moments, everybody laughing, it's running into people out at dinner. You know, it's great because we get numbers in exchange. We get to meet young guys and offer assistance and, and advice. And, and if they need us, we're here for them. So I am absolutely looking forward to getting back to that normality. Michael, I love you. I love having you on. I get to talk to you once or twice a year. You're just so much fun. You're so smart. You're a great personality. I appreciate, I appreciate you. you I got that. a new little company here, The Volume. We're just a little company. We're just starting out. To get you means a lot to me and a lot to us. And thanks so much, man. God, you know I love you, man. I love, I love, I love your work. You know, you, you, you make me think. I told you before, I've never heard a man that has a great discussion with himself as great as you. You know, you you go both sides on this thing, man. And, and all you're doing is cracking craniums and fertilizing brain. You open up the brain. You, you put a thought out there. And I like that because I, I like trying to see other perspectives and not narrow gates. And, and you give other perspectives and not just a narrow gate. So I appreciate that, buddy. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. All right. That's Michael Irvin. I mean, honestly, how good was that? The guy's just unbelievable. Uh, at The Volume Sports, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe. We have a YouTube channel, At The Volume Sports. That will grow exponentially. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I enjoyed that. I love Michael Irvin. Talk soon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.